0: Hi beautiful, this is Amy and I want to take just a brief moment to share with you an awesome upcoming opportunity. I'm joining 20 other international top experts, visionaries, authors, coaches and healers to bring to you a 7 day virtual summit. It's free, it's amazing, it's full of information, inspiration, support and gifts. And I'm excited to share with you my chakra class. So this will be two-month access to my online chakra course where we talk about all the ins and outs of the chakra system and how it can support you. This is free and the week will begin on August 17th, running through August 23rd. So you can visit amysakarski.com or spiritschoolonline.com and register so that you don't miss out on any of the gifts and opportunities. I look forward to sharing it with you and hope you enjoy this next episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, where we speak about all things related to spirituality, soul level healing, intuitive guidance, frequencies, and much more. I'm Amy Sikarski, licensed vocational nurse, past life hypnotherapist, master intuitive energy healer, and a clairvoyant physical channel. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Spirit School Online, where we offer courses in energy therapy, free guided meditations courses and information around learning to connect in with your spirit guides, and much more. You can find me at amysikarski.com and offerings at spiritschoolonline.com. I'm Amy Sikarski, and today we have a special guest, Layla Taylor. Layla Taylor is a Reiki master, Akashic reader, Intuitive Channel and Registered Nurse. She calls herself a spiritual channel and allows higher loving consciousness to flow through to spark the light within others and assist them with support and guidance on their own spiritual journey. It is her goal to not be anyone's muse, prophet, or leader, but allow others to walk with her as they embody their highest timelines. Layla believes her mission is to allow space to break through the illusion that fear, separation, and lack creates within our lives. In doing this, she opens the doors for others to embody their highest energy in their physical body. So hi everybody and welcome to today's special episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. Today, I have a guest with us, or we have a guest with us, um, Layla Taylor. And Layla is just an amazing being of light here to serve humanity. And not only is she sharing her gifts, but she encourages others to share theirs as well and to activate, to open up to their soul potential. And she holds the space during multiple processes because... When we are awakening and our spirit is coming online, I call it, the energy is activating, there can be many stages and experiences that we go through. So I'm really grateful and happy to have you on today, Layla. And how are you?
1: Oh, I, for one, I'm just so thankful and grateful for this moment to kind of come together and discuss this world of awakening and source and spirit and everything that kind of goes with it with our embodiment. I'm feeling great. Um, 2022 has been off to a good start for me. Um, And I'm just excited to share time with you and discuss these things about how we can really just embody ourselves even more, getting more comfortable with ourselves.
0: Right. Yes. And oh my goodness, to that, I feel that the past couple of years have been a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> just like one thing after the other. And I'm not sure about you, but in my life when I felt like, oh, wow, that little wave just settled and I'm at a place of stability now. I mean, it could last like a day, <laughs> maybe <Yes>. a week. <laughs> and then yes. another wave hits. And so um, I'm interested in your take on things or like your self-practice what are some of your favorite practices or mindset spaces energy spaces that you find yourself in to help with these waves
1: yeah that's a good question um it's definitely like that that's so funny because it's just this ebb and flow of you really feel like so embodied and great and wonderful And then that can last as much as an hour and sometimes longer than that, a couple of days to a week. And then you feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm right back down to ground zero. I'm struggling. I'm feeling everything. And so what I have learned um, through the course of just like opening even more and surrendering even more to the healing process is I have to not only I, I love meditating, I do meditate a lot. Um, And that's a daily practice that I work with. And I work with crystals. I really like incorporating those. So I'll hold a, like right now it's Rose Quartz. I'm back to Rose Quartz. I haven't been with the Rose Quartz where it's like my main one for maybe a couple of months, but it called back to me, but it's finding ways to use my body within my practice. So Um, when I first started, I was really just kind of like staying outwards and meditating. And then I would come back in and I would walk outside of my room and it'd be like chaos. And then I'd be ready to like, you know, get angry and irritable again. And so I had these huge polarities kind of happening. Um, And what I found to be really helpful and what I think a lot of people are looking for is how do I hold that frequency in my body? And so for me, movement and breath have been very important things to add in to, um, my practice. So when I'm feeling stiff and my mind is going all over the place, it's like, okay, my body has a lot of energy. I need to move it. And that took a lot of deprogramming because I was really taught not to feel my body and be okay with my body. And, um, so yeah, really working with breath clearing, and then also moving, even if it's just rocking or just holding myself during meditation, um, really embodying that higher frequency. So I don't feel so separate from it. And it's like what my body was craving in the same way. Um and so that's really what I have found to be so beneficial for myself personally, is calling in that energy and letting it move through my body without stopping it and clenching onto it and getting stuck. that. And like I said, utilizing crystals, um, utilizing light and color and different smells and uh, oils and stuff like that, like having just like a toolkit full of different things. But main thing being pulling that frequency in and holding it within me by moving my body and moving Mm -hmm. my breath.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. I love that. And I'm so happy you shared because I feel that many of us can incorporate those elements into our day. And sometimes people, you know, when you're new to hearing about meditation can be a bit overwhelmed. So I always like to remind others that, oh, just start with what feels comfortable. It's about being present. It's about connecting with your body, exactly that. And um, although sometimes in meditation, we feel expanded, like we float away or go somewhere, but other times I feel like I go deep within and Mm. I get a really, really nice ground. So whatever space and experience one might have, it's the closing aspect. When you come back into the body and you're presently reconnecting with this reality, grounding in, I call them the light codes, grounding in your Mm. light, that energy. And it makes such a difference for the day. It just really will set the tone for the day and As a mother, I'm sure you can feel that when you set your energy, the whole family, the whole house is influenced. And of course, they might not know what's going on, but all Mm -hmm. of a sudden it runs a lot smoother. And (laughs) wow, it's so beneficial all around. Um, So I do love that. And um, yes, crystals and um, oils. And and for me, I, I like music. That really helps me. And knowing that, okay, we're doing the best we can. Energy Mm -hmm. is in flux. And as empaths, not only are we experiencing our human energy, our life, you know, the ebb and flow of our own experience, but also we pick up on the collective so much. And I know you're on social media and you're just doing an amazing job getting your messages Mm -hmm. out there and being supportive for others. So I'm wondering, when because I have my own little way of it but how, how about for you what what is it like for you do you have guidelines or have you found a need to manage the energies from social media how has that impacted your life personally yeah so
1: I have I think I'm very cautious on what I allow within my energy mm-hmm. um And I think that that came from a lot of it being um, working as a nurse. I realized when I would go in to, you know, work that I was being very influenced by kind of like traumatic things all the time. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: I could either end up fully being in that energy and being upset and sad and unable to really hold my energy and my stance, you know, hold my center or I could empathize, see it, send love to it, but not embody it. And so I hold that kind of same stance um, with social media um, with there's so many posts, especially with what's happening right now. Yeah. That feels like if you allow, if I allowed myself to fully go into it, to be upset in um, the way in which I allowed allowed it within my energy and for it to stay there. It would really knock me off my feet. You know, if I, and I used to feel as though it was incredibly important and irresponsible if we didn't allow that in, right? How loving is that for me to not let it impact me in the most major way. But what I have been called to and what I receive guidance on is to, At this point, when there's so much chaos, whether in the world or social media, you know, when people are posting about spiritual bypassing or doing this or doing that, it's like, no, anchor your light even more, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: pull into yourself even more. If you want to help others, if you want to help these situations, pull it into, pull your light in even more, hold your frequency even greater, anchor it in, and then you're able to radiate out your frequency. And that's, what's really going to create the change. And so, um, I've, I've not been one to share things unless I find that they're, um, personal for me, like, you know, like I'm not a small talk kind of person in a way. I'm more like, I like the deep stuff. And so if I don't feel as though I have a firsthand information or experience, I'm more just holding a frequency and sending it out and sending love rather than, um, Creating even more like separation and polarity, I feel like.
0: Right. Um, yeah. So I
1: hope that's getting being clear on what I'm saying with social media. It's like I realize what it is, it's a tool to really like experience, and I, I find it a tool to um, be able to share a message, but holding those really tight boundaries since I had such poor boundaries for so long,
0: <laughs> right?
1: letting everyone and everything within my energy. And that just kind of broke me. And so I have to, even especially on the beginning of the healing journey, I was very still open energetically and I didn't understand what was happening. So um, more, just creating more and more boundaries around my energy is what allows me to go into what can feel like chaos, go into what feels like just despair and devastation, regardless if that's a, you know, a hospital room or chaos happening on the other side of the world. Mm -hmm. It's I'm able to hold my frequency while being um, empathetic and loving without me being on the field with them in the same mindset.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love all of this that you're sharing. It's so important. And I feel like when sometimes people first hear about boundaries, it can be daunting or confusing, Mm -hmm. like, what is that? And how do we implement boundaries? So the first thing is, I would feel um, your accessibility, your availability to being in spaces that really would pull on your energy or heavily influence you in a mental or an emotional, even a physically taxing way. Um, and so by that it was for myself, it was like, okay, I am only available for certain conversations when I actually feel that I can handle it. And Mm -hmm. rather than sacrificing my self worth even, because that's what I felt like it went back to like, well, how worthy am I to feel safe in a conversation or feel healthy enough or prepared for this? Because I, you know, some conversations, you know, (laughs) are just not going to be the most, um, compatible or even respectful and so for myself it was like okay i am available for a certain amount of time or not today at all when people might phone me or try and you know text and all of that and so even just putting my my phone on do not disturb for me that's setting a strong boundary Mm -hmm. and then to that the actions that we take so if there was a conversation or a website or a social post or I don't know, like a show or something that I know really consistently upset me and would put me in a funk, like why keep going back to it? So the same with social media, it's like, I, I go on and I share like you're saying kind of what I'm feeling in that day. Or if I get guidance that it would be something to benefit the collective and very rarely do I actually go on and scroll through. So when I do see messages and I'm scrolling through, it's very important to me. I absolutely like have to really resonate with the vibration of that page, or it's not supportive, it's not really worth my mm-hmm. time. And so um, that's another form of self-care and boundaries. And so I like that we're talking about this because of all of the energy right now happening. and so many of us can feel it without having to go on a chat, you know, yeah. a comment thread or even read about whatever, we can feel it. And so what is that all about? Like like you were saying, well, you can sense it. So what is our response? And that is to hold the space of light, to embody wow. more light, to be peaceful and to let it emanate from us and let it shine out. And um I feel like that's why so many of us are here and it's being made more known (laughs) recently over and over of like why, you know, for years I saw on your bio that you um, had experiences back in 2012, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was a really big time. And in my life too, like 2011 to 2012 was a whole shift in energy. And I remember myself even questioning like, oh, why am I here? And once I started working with others in readings and healing sessions, I would get that question a lot. And now a decade later, I'm like, oh, now we know yes. <laughs> we were preparing yes. and yes. had we not prepared by understanding energy and dynamics, understanding what I call autonomy and sovereignty. So having mm-hmm. those boundaries, what energy is mine? What is yours? How can I best support you while also taking care of myself? um, it would be a really, I, I just feel like it would be very challenging right now. It would totally drain me and knock me Mm. on my butt if I didn't have that, um, self-care and already have built up to it. So, um, Mm -hmm. but since I did bring up the aspect of 2012, how was that for you? What was your shift? And, um, if you want to call it like, awakening or transition, what was that time like
1: for you? So I would have to really preface it with just, you know, how I grew up, you know, grew up in um, a household that had just um, uh, with a single parent with a dad who had, you know, substance problems and um, just wasn't around for us, wasn't able to be there. And so um, depending on your personality and your past, you know, your mission that you came in for, um, my personality was to, I really took it very personally and I let it just really start breaking me down of why am I not good enough? Why, you know, why can't he be here for me? And so I began um, really just feeling like me and myself wasn't good enough am I in like, you know, just my natural worth. And then just throughout my life, it was um, felt as though, you know, was taught really not to trust in your own sense of awareness, you know, growing up in a Christian household. um, And, you know, my parents doing the best that they could, you're going to have to make a decision on what you're going to believe and what you're not going to believe. It was kind of met with this, like, roadblock hold up you're going too far you're you're asking questions you shouldn't be asking um and so it really just you know facilitated this feeling of not you know can't ask questions uh, you can't trust yourself fully um Mm -hmm. these are the rules and this is how you play the game you know and i just wasn't somebody who felt like i could easily fit in with that um and you know, I sensed energy very um, young. I always felt and knew somebody was in my room and could see people walking, but they just look like shadows. And when I had spoken to my mom about it, it was, well, we never walk the earth again. So if you're seeing something, it's, it might be, you know, the devil trying to trick you, you know, the devil tricks us. And so this huge paranoia kind of started from that point of, well, why is he here every night? What am I doing? Why is he trying to scare me? And it wasn't that she didn't mean it in that way. But for me in my mindset, because my experience was so different than hers, um, it was fear-based. I became became very afraid of what I was doing wrong. And so just throughout my life, um, throughout middle school, high school, I just like started like becoming more and more associated with my body and who I was. I couldn't tell you what I liked. I didn't really feel like I had a favorite anything, you know, just felt very like I'm following the rules. And um, that went to, I was, I graduated in 2005 and um, I had gotten pregnant uh, while I was in high school and I would say this was really the start of me starting to, what I would say, like, start breaking down, you know, mm-hmm. the facade is starting to break apart. Um, I was the one who was supposed to be the one that made it, you know, I was the smart one. I was the one who didn't, not that my brothers weren't smart, if they watched this. <laughs> <laughs> they know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Reading, <laughs> I was like, I, I put your nose down, do your homework, and I didn't fight against anything, right? I was too afraid. And, you know, I... Uh, I felt like I lived two different lives because I was so uh, desperate for validation and attention and love, and I didn't know how to find it. And so I really just allowed myself to kind of like blur the lines and give myself away in a way um, where I didn't feel like I would do things to allow other people to have access to my body. And I dissociated from it, meaning mm-hmm. it would happen. And I wouldn't really be there. Right. Like I was right. just wanting to feel love. And that led to me, um, getting pregnant while I was in high school and then eventually ending up not keeping that pregnancy. That was a very traumatic experience because I was 17 at that time. And, um, just the whole experience in and of itself was incredibly traumatic and it was kept secret. Nobody knew about it. Um, and, I think that's when I started to it's the, the walls and the foundations were shaking. Uh-huh. And then I immediately, um, got pregnant with my son, my oldest son, um, just a couple months later. Okay. And here we are. So he was born in 2006. After that, I, um, I struggled with intense depression, intense panic attacks that would last hours and hours. Um, where i was in intense paranoia i always felt like i heard somebody or somebody's here or somebody's trying to get me like very like scared mm. and i um felt like i was just living in pure misery and hell i felt like i had to save everyone else for me because i didn't know who i was i felt like i was like a leaky ball that just everything came out like i had nothing in me it was all separated and mm. i could be incredibly, um, I could be good for a second and then really bad the next second. And so of course, when I went to a therapist and they asked questions of, do you have mood shifts? And (laughs) do you are, do you feel like everyone's always watching you? (laughs) And do you feel this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah," yeah. All this. Um, and so they had, um, diagnosed me with bipolar, depression and they put me on medications, every medication I went on. I had severe reactions to like viral meningitis, Stephen jump. Like I was having all these crazy kind of medical reactions and I couldn't really stay on any medicine. And I think the doctors were kind of like annoyed with me because, uh, you know, uh, there's nothing they can do. They're like, Oh, you know, one doctor's like, I can't help you anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. And so it came where um, I just stopped, taking the medication. And I kind of spiraled for about two months. And then um, I was just crying one day, kind of having a fit as normal. Um, I was losing myself in my emotions. And I was just crying on the bed. And I felt a hand holding my hands. And I was like, oh, I thought my husband had came in to soothe me, which at this point, he's kind of checked out a little bit, you know, he's protecting himself. Mm-hmm. And I open my eyes and I see my grandmother standing there and she passed when I was maybe eight or nine and she was beautiful. She was just glowing, but not the kind of glow where you can't look at, but just glowing and holding my hand. And we just looked at each other for quite some time. And I remember her saying telepathically, she's in my head, everything's going to be okay. Now everything's going to be okay. And so I just crawled out to my husband. It was late at night, and I said, "Everything's going to be okay now." And I walked back. And when I tell you everything was better, <laughs> my mood swings, my panic attacks that would last hours just stopped. I didn't have those highs and lows. I was. It really just was like this shift. It was like the six years: two thousand six, two thousand twelve this shift happened. And I graduated nursing school. I was, what's funny is people wouldn't see this on the outside. I was actually Mm -hmm. very good at, I was in nursing school at the moment, very good. I was still giving to everybody. I was still able to make money, still able to be in society. And you would never have thought that anything was happening. Um, But inside I was just crumbling. so that happened in 2012 and I graduated early 2013 and for, you know, that period of time till 2018, I just kind of started healing, not unconsciously. Like I wasn't like, oh, I'm healing. Cause I didn't really understand that concept, mm-hmm. but yeah, 2012 was a huge shift in oh, everything. It's like, I got a new a new chance at a different timeline, it's, it was either that, or I was at the point where I didn't know how I was going to keep being on the earth Mm -hmm. because I felt like I was my own tormentor and I didn't know how to stop myself. And it was terrifying waking up every day of, I don't know who I'm going to be today. And I feel like I have no control. And to feel that lost within yourself, you can give me all the help you want. You can tell me all the things you want to tell me, Mm-hmm. but I'm doing it to myself and I don't know how to stop it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want, I knew I didn't want to die, but I knew I couldn't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I, was, I didn't know how to stop it, but I was ready to, before that happened, I was ready to go. And I felt like, I feel like this major intervention came in. This just, okay, we got it. We got to. We, we got to come down. We got to show her, yeah. we got to do something because yeah. she's got something that she's here to do and she's just really struggling. And that was just the most beautiful gift um, that I could have received at that moment. And I took it as a real blessing and it really did change the trajectory of my life.
0: Wow. Yeah, it is. Wow. So beautiful. And I, and my mind is like, I'm just in awe. And then of course I have so many questions. Yeah. Hi beautiful, I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. This is just a short reminder that this podcast is brought to you in part by SpiritSchoolonline.com, where you can find certification courses, life-enhancing experiences, and free guided meditations. So pop on over to spiritschoolonline.com and check out all that we have to offer today. And while you're looking at your device, please go ahead and tap those five stars above to help other listeners like yourself find the podcast. I'm just like, where do we even start? That's a very powerful story. And I really appreciate you sharing with us because it's deeply personal. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like we feel we have to be so strong we can't yeah. be vulnerable or share these parts of ourself for whatever reasons it might be. Like for myself, it's always been that I'm protecting my family, mm-hmm. whether it is sharing like insecurities or emotional experiences from my childhood. Um, I, you know, I'm like, okay, whoever was around in my life then I want to protect them or whoever's mm-hmm. in my life now I want to protect them. So I don't really speak about a lot. And, um, and then on the other aspect of it, it's like the work that I do, that that theme came up as well. Like, well, I don't really want to say so much because we lived in the Bible Belt, and I think this was a good thing. Like, I didn't want my children to be ostracized, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the community. So now I feel that it's so important. And so I'm sharing a little bit more and more, even with, you know, the podcast and I really appreciate you sharing because I feel like there is somebody, I'm sure more than one person Mm -hmm. that really can relate. And if they're going through an experience in this moment, will find hope from Mm -hmm. knowing they're not alone. And the aspect that you mentioned about healing and you really weren't aware that it was happening. That's so important to share as well, because in our. In our community, in our um, field here, we have a lot of modalities we can speak to, a lot of tools and techniques we can speak to, but I feel like the one guiding light is that your spirit and soul will lead you. Your guides can help support, like your grandmother came in, and there is always an opportunity for divine intervention. Sometimes... Mm -hmm we have to maybe like be at that that brink of <laughs> no yeah. return. Like like you're saying, that timeline shift and split, um, it really has to build up to that. But other times I feel like, okay, and I know for a fact that the more we are open to Spirit's help and we recognize it and we're grateful for it, the more it just keeps showing up. Yes. So yes. And so whatever path, whatever techniques modalities um support moments of awareness come through it's individualized and um and I would encourage everybody if they're feeling like it's a really challenging time just to know like we're all feeling it yes (laughs) and and stay here stay with us we need you Mm -hmm. and we're flowing forward because just like you shared and I've had this as well a really emotional challenging childhood and teenage years and my kind of turning point um things that really clicked for me also was when i was 17 so i thought well that was super interesting Mm -hmm. um but what i want to share with that is look where we are now and so Mm -hmm. i would encourage anybody that's feeling that like okay it's gonna get better and my life um has had so many gifts brought in to me, which are magical experiences and moments, things I would have never imagined or dreamt about. And and it was just because I decided to stay, to stick around and, um, find my purpose, which is, you know, let, um, it's been made aware to me by every step that I take. And so my husband will, he's a big planner. And every New Year's Day, he's like, what are your, you know, plans for the year? What are your goals and aspirations? And I'm just, and he doesn't really ask me anymore because a couple of years ago, I got a little feisty. I was like, look, I don't work that way.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) My,
0: My goal is to stay in alignment, let spirit lead the way and answer the call. And I don't really know what it's going to look like a year out. But I can tell you the vibrational frequency that I'm going to maintain and Mm -hmm. be in. And so just in my personal, you know, path, that has let me not get overwhelmed, but take everything a day, a week, a month at a time. And Mm -hmm. even when I have my own projects I want to work on, sometimes it's like, okay, Amy, you're putting too much on your plate. So I definitely can see where in the spiritual side of things, like I just stay the course and don't overanalyze and I'm not a a big, big planner for like the whole year. Mm -hmm. Um, But going back to all of that, I really, really appreciate you sharing with us because I feel that so many of us um, have moments where we question our purpose. We question why am I even here and how to integrate into the physical reality. And especially when there's so much I do want to call it like programming and disinformation because there are so many narratives out there of what humanity should look like, how we should feel. We have our community, we have um, society, we have you know like social media, mainstream media, we have religion, we have our schooling, our parents. Like there are so many opinions and um, projections trying to mold and shape us, so it can be exceptionally confusing, especially when we're like. Um, I know they only mean the best. Like this is coming from their heart. They're trying to yeah. share what they really feel makes a good world, a good society, a good human. But um, but to that, yes, there are laurels and standards and ethics and morals, but what works for one might not work for another. And um, you like you mentioned, the aspect of some of your parents' beliefs and, and the church and your experience there. And I can relate too because – I was in a strong um, religious community that I ended up leaving, and that's when I finally felt like I could find my true self, and the thoughts and awareness of how souls, you know, spirit, soul, afterlife, um, connecting in with guides and all of that, it, it kind of intertwined with my religious upbringing, but there were definitely red flags that my community, my church would not have approved of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> right? <Yes>. Like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and I can see where um, guidelines are meant to assist and provide a structure to help keep us safe and supported. But when we expand beyond that box, then what? You know, so yeah. then we go on our, our merry way. And... Um, and uh, I think, well, at least for myself, I, I just let spirit lead the way, mm-hmm. in, in whatever that means for each of us. Uh, because our our connection to source light, to our soul, our guides, it can uh, be different. It is different for everybody, but also can fluctuate. There were periods in my life where it was more ascended masters working with me, and then archangels, or just my guides, mm-hmm. or my soul, like my soul light. So here you are. You've had this major shift in healing. And, um, when did you decide or, or what did it look like for you when you felt like, okay, I've got this, it's making sense or I've, I've got a grasp on things and mm-hmm. I'm feeling more grounded, clear, centered, and full in my light that the point that you got the, the call to then start offering services and, and work with others.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I said, 2012 to 2018, I was really just working on my family and, um, nursing career. And then, um, 2018, I had a dental procedure in which, um, they were numbing my mouth and I felt the needle go up and like hit like my nose somehow through my mouth. And I felt this, like, just like a tuning fork would go like buzzing all throughout my head. And I started having these like waves and being the person to not cause any conflict or be a burden. I didn't say anything to the, you know, the dentist. I was just there, they're like, Oh, something happened. And then (laughs) the the numbness never went away. And I went like, I had to go to a neurologist, get MRIs, get all these scans, try to figure out. And they're like, yeah, none of this makes sense because what I started to have happen was I would, I started seeing things and I started feeling things Mm -hmm. um, in which if I would see this orange energy coming towards me, I would have like pressure right here and right here. And then it would start radiating. And so I was like, I thought that something had happened or there's something wrong. I have a mass or something like that. And they really couldn't figure anything out. Um, so that tensile <laughs> procedure, I had to look back and be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was in 2018. It opened everything up. And so then for about 2018 to 2020, I was like finding any podcasts I could to listen to because I was like, okay, like I am seeing these things floating around me at all times. And I noticed when I look at them, they come closer. And when I um, call them closer, I can feel them on different parts of my body. Um, I, I can feel like a hand here, a hand here, and then I can feel it move up and down. And I started associating the colors with different feelings on my body and um, and so, yeah, I was just like soaking up information. I was, like I said, podcasts, books, like the only thing spiritual on TV, I felt like was the Long Island medium. Yeah. And so like that to me was like spirituality. Oh, like that's, you know, and that is really cool. I love mediumship. Um, but I was like, oh, that's like, that's what we do. You know, when you start feeling things, you're a medium. so I had um, started listening to a podcast called this the the psychic teachers I think it is um and I really enjoyed them because they gave real simple information but it was spiritual they made it for a beginner to be able to understand very down to earth and I had done a reading with her where I sent in a question one question email and I got back that I was supposed to do something a class an intuitive class next year like my guides are pushing me And so 2020, January, February, 2020, I did my first intuitive class. It was three weeks, one hour each week online. Okay. It was so wild because here I am a person who is such a perfectionist. I won't try something unless I know I can do it wonderfully (laughs) um, just so I can protect myself. Right. I wanted to feel safe and know that I'm okay. (laughs) And so I'm like, oh my God, I'm really going out on this limb here and I just got I was getting it all right. It was, it was very scary yet exhilarating. I was like, oh my goodness, this is wild. And, um, so I did that class and I remember in the last one, I was like, oh, let me just see if it was supposed to be, I was reading your energy and I had all this stuff wrote down. And then I was like, is there anyone around with, you know, this person? who's passed on. And then I just wrote pages of information about these people's past loved ones who started walking in and talking to me. And I would just like, Oh, okay. You know, this is grandma. This is what house looks like. This is her meatballs. This is where she lives. You go to the bridge. <laughs> and so that really kind of sparked what I did. And then, um, I say 2020, I found a, um, a mediumship sitting circle online. Um, <laughs> I didn't take a class in mediumship. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go sit in the circle and see what happens. And that was really cool. I did. I really enjoyed doing mediumship. I found that it came very naturally. And so I started like when I'd be at work, which isn't, I would never do now, but be at work. <laughs> That's where those boundaries come in. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, somebody's grandpa's here. (laughs) You're like, people's grandparents would be there every day with me. If I was working with this certain person, they would be coming in. So I started just doing readings for free um, on this Facebook forum and then like with um, coworkers and stuff like that. Um, I didn't start actually offering any kind of sessions until 2021. And that's after when I, um, had my Reiki attunement with you, um, I finally, yeah, I was, uh, went all the way through with Reiki master. Um, and that felt more comfortable for me at first because it was something hands and physical. So I could like actually almost in my way, legitimize myself to other people.
0: Yeah,
1: Look, you can feel it, you know, I, how can you trust me when I'm reading this other stuff? that you don't have physical proof of. So at first Reiki was like this introduction into um, me being able to trust my own intuitive side. And what it really was is when I was doing Reiki, I was just giving like intuitive information most of the time. I was having their loved ones visit. I was, you know, saying what they struggled with, what I'm seeing as what's coming up for them. And so, yeah, that kind of started it. And I'd say I started like, yeah, 2021, I think maybe in the like February. So about a year ago, I started offering Reiki and it just started expanding from there with Akashic (laughs) readings and whatnot. So yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it's
0: really taken off and um, because Mm -hmm. you offer a lot more than just, you know, not that Reiki is just because it's amazing, but you have really blossomed and I'm just, so proud and so happy Mm -hmm. like to see how far you've come and that you know it's like okay we have these gifts we have this ability but it's that inner gumption to just take that step forward and do it you know try that's the hard part yeah expand like that's the hardest part is to it is to do it and I feel like why so breaking down programming trusting Mm -hmm. ourselves. um being vulnerable. Like you're very Mm -hmm. vulnerable because I know when I started to first, you know, do readings and also the energy work, I would question too, oh, are they, is the person I'm working with going to have a good experience? Mm -hmm. You know, always wanting, like you were sharing, like, we're always like, how will they experience it and being Mm -hmm. there for others? Um, so I would put a lot of kind of pressure on myself. and and really, as you know, as everybody, I'm sure knows, when you're working with energy, <laughs> you yes. have to relax, be open, and let go. Like as a channel, you are sharing what's happening, energy worker, you're holding space, letting the energy channel through, facilitating. and um, i've I've always found as the receiver that, um, energy healing sessions that also provide readings, like the information that you were sharing. So beneficial. Mm -hmm. It really helps us to find peace mentally. And then in the spirit form, like the energy of, of spirit and whatever's held in our chakras, we can finally let go like that kind of thing or whatever's in a, an organ. And, um, so that I I love that you share that you offer a blend of that as well so, um, so then you got into akashic record readings. so I'm very curious about that. yeah,
1: so i am I am very much a researcher. Like I like all kind of information. And I had to be very careful about that because I can be a person who just researches and learns and learns and learns it's like, okay, now you got to apply it. Now uh-huh. <laughs> you got to embody it. Right. And yeah, so yeah. that was like <laughs> the way I was protecting myself was like, Oh, I'll just learn about being a medical intuitive. Like I was jumping all over the place studying. Cause that's what felt good to me to have knowledge, mm-hmm. but the actual application of it is what created me to be a little nervous. And so I had came across Akashic records at some point during this time period in, 2020. And it was Dr. Linda Howe's book of like how to read the Akashic Records. I bought the book and only read, I would say, first 20 pages or so. I stopped before I got to the prayer. And I had this feeling, and she stated in the book, you're either going to be ready for this or not right now. And I did, I I for the first time didn't finish a book. I closed it and I put it away. I was like, I'm not (laughs) supposed to read this. I didn't feel right about it. I felt like, oh no, put it away. And so I just continued with right at that point. So the mediumship, and I went to my first Reiki session. I was being called to go get a Reiki session. And I found somebody um, in Noblesville, Amanda Thomas, who's amazing um, Reiki master. And my first Reiki experience was, oh my gosh, amazing. It was so cool. And that's what I think is... Um, so neat is for people who are um, intuitives or sensitives or empathic or feel like they have a lot of anxiety, depression, and they haven't tapped into that side of themselves yet to know that, Hey, you probably have some gifts happening that you're suppressing and not aware of, and they're getting distorted Mm -hmm. um, because you haven't seen the light of it. Um, The Reiki is it just clears and opens that channel um, for you. And the visions in the, in the hands, I felt, you know, all the hands, the healing hands inside and they were moving and talking to me. I'm like, what is happening? I had this eye pillow on and I was having this visceral experience. And um, afterwards she said, my guides kept saying the entire time she can do what you can do. She can do what you can do and showed you showed me doing Reiki. And she goes, but also they said, I have to look into the Akashic records and that I, she said, they're saying that you're naturally just connected to it. And I was like, oh my gosh, so wild. Okay. I'm going to go home and open that book. This was (laughs) August of 2020. I, uh, my first time opening the records, I just read the prayer sat. This was still the same day I did Reiki, my first experience. And I just had this. Oh, immersive experience. I've had a couple of those before, you know, where it's like, you're in like a 4k 5k movie and you're being pulled through the experience. Like you're not even having to create it. Yes. (laughs) That's what happened. And it was, oh, I had information all wrote down. I, I asked, I went to this library and this big guy stood up and I saw all these people walking around this beautiful wooden library and there was long tables and benches and people were pulling books down and reading them. And I was just like, literally just watching. I wasn't controlling it, which was different for me. And he said, what do you want to know? I said, I want to know where I came from. Mm -hmm. And the library doors, I mean, the ceiling opened up and I immediately just portaled out. And then this voice came in, and he was so excited. And he, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, this is so exciting. My name is this. He said, like set or something. Okay. I wrote it down. There's actually like this Egyptian, I don't know. So I wrote okay. down the name. Okay. Yeah. And they took me to this place, and it, well, it had the pyramids that looked like the Giza pyramids, but it was all like metalish, mm. and. Um, he had said who he was and that he assists me in this lifetime for, you know, this and this reason. But What was interesting is they showed me multiple different energies, light being energies. They showed me different ET energies and they were, they would rotate and another expression of energy would form and they would rotate and another expression of energy would form. They said, you're all things, you are all this and more. And they said, you know, we're excited to talk to you. You you need to go, we're going to go back and we're going to continue to work with you. And so I wrote it all down. And when I looked up stuff, I realized that the pyramids of Giza, I think are aligned to the Orion constellation, um, which I did not know, which I thought was really cool um, because of where I went. And so I was like, oh, okay, like this is super neat. This must be, and it's connected to the Egyptians. And this guy was an Egyptian yeah. person or yeah. It's like set I, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. So that experience was so um intense that I just started opening the records every day for myself. I would say the prayer and I would just channel all this info. Now me, the kind everything. of person I am <laughs> is <laughs> when I get like cool stuff, like I'm like, oh, I want to share it with everybody. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, uh, you know, I'm terrified, but I want to share because this is so cool to me. I feel like everyone would be as excited and people were not as excited as I was at all. Oh. You know, you know, people, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> they're like, okay, but then they don't understand it all at the same time, you know? So right. um, I found that my excitement for it would meet a few people who are really like on that vibration of I'm interested in that kind of stuff. And then other people, when I would talk to them about extraterrestrial or something <laughs> like that, they would like look at me like, mm you <laughs> already know Layla is little this little that oh, <laughs> so it was like this big jump and I'm talking about extraterrestrials and light beings and stuff like that but that's really what started me on working within the records and I just enjoyed being in the frequency of it um now during this time in 2020 I started having this group come through called the one of many um And I didn't necessarily know who they were. They first spoke to me in poems and poetry. Um, Yeah. And so I would just go into meditation and I just noticed these thoughts would come through where I sounded, sounded like somebody speaking to me Um, and they would speak in poems and their poems were parables. You'd have to read it to be like, what are they talking about? A lion and a, this, and the very um, interesting way of speaking, very beautiful um, at first. And I've, I have since realized that within every frequency I open, whether it be Reiki, whether it be I'm working in the Akashic or I'm using my, just my intuition, there are a frequency that's threaded through me that I'm pulling in at different times. And so I started noticing, like, I can go into the Akashic records and my frequency of what I'll get will be a little different than if I'm doing a Reiki um, session, but it's still intertwined with their energy. Mm-hmm. And so it just really allowed me to experience them in multiple different ways um, through different modalities. And so I, through Akashic readings, um, I really just got a more closer connection to my own channeling, which I started realizing that most people, when they're doing intuitive stuff, whether it's meditation or Reiki or psychic reading, they're channeling some sort of information through. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think I was meant to go through Reiki and, you know, uh, Akashic readings and everything to say through everything, it's, you're still pulling through source energy and source light, higher vibrational love. And you can put it into a pathway to make yourself more comfortable and give it surroundings and borders. Cause I can say, oh, this is Reiki.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> but really you're just pulling through higher energies. And so, um, yeah, so that's how I started with the Akashic reading. And then there's a Akashic reader, um, Ashley Wood. She has the podcast Align Within. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of her, but um, I I have.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: she has um, this course. And I had asked my guides, do I need to take this? And they really said, no, you don't. You're in the Akashic records, but if you want to, you can, because I wanted more boundaries and rules. Yes.
0: To feel like, wait, we've got this, like we're safe and we know what
1: we're doing. Exactly. Just a little
0: validation, please. Validation.
1: <laughs> I need, I need a little structure. And after I got through it, I was like, oh, I got good information. But for the first time I realized, oh, I didn't need to do that. Yeah. I, could, I I trusted myself that I'm receiving this information, but um, yeah, so I got um, finished the course with her and um, had the official Akashic Reader title behind me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's how I just started um with the readings.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. and it's interesting cuz I remember I took um back from like 2011 to 2013-14. I went back into taking a lot of classes around spirituality and the healing mm-hmm. arts and doing readings. And I took a class and my husband was like, did you get anything out of it? Like, did you learn anything? I'm like, oh, I picked up one thing, one, one new thing for this like $400 class, you know? Right. But, it was, <laughs> but it was also this like experience of, oh, but now I'm confident because clearly yes. I already like, like just what you're saying. What you got from it was that you know, and you know, and Mm -hmm. you're doing it great. It's that confirmation. And also, it's so nice to be able to be in a class with somebody or other students and be able to speak freely, like, so they're not looking at you funny
1: when you're talking about extraterrestrial, Extra Extra, random stuff, but in the connections you receive from just taking the class, you know, like, like you stated, it's not really even any of the courses, like, I could take Reiki I could have gotten certified through Reiki by anybody right in person. I could have, it's not exactly the course. It's the experience of who you're working with and then what avenues that can open up for you. And that's where like, I remember I heard you on a podcast and I can't find that podcast for the life of me, Amy. I have searched now (laughs) for this podcast where you were talking about channeling and you that you were a nurse as well. And so I really like understood that. And I felt like, Oh, yeah. I can kind of like, I understand a little bit of her energy. I can kind of resonate with it. And that's how I found you. And I went and saw that you offered Reiki and I was like, Oh, I, I'm supposed to go with her. I'm supposed to like be with her. I like her energy feels like really, really good. And following that, just like calling of, I could have gone with somebody else two, three months ago, but it just didn't mm-hmm. fall right. And so these classes um, are really just like openings to new connections that are going to serve you maybe 10, 5, 20 years down the road and you have no idea.
0: Oh, exactly. Like you literally have no idea. I look back at the classes that I took with the instructors, you know, and then also my classmates, some of like really good friends, you know, um, still to this day. And I even reconnected with my Reiki master teacher a few months ago. We hadn't really connected for a couple of years and come to find out, you know, she saw that I was releasing the um, Ultimate Guide to Channeling book and she was also releasing a book, you know, a couple of weeks prior and we were like, whoa, hello.
1: (laughs) <laughs> and it, it was
0: just so fun because I'm like, oh my gosh, hi, friend. You know, I haven't yeah. connected with you for years, but you just pick right back up. So, yeah, yeah it's a life, it can be a lifelong friendship for yeah. sure. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes me so happy. And so, um, when we were speaking a couple of weeks ago, one of the main, um, things or aspects that really drew me to want to have you on the podcast was that you are channeling now a collective of beings. It's the one of all or the one of many. One of many. Yeah. Okay, It's the one of many. (laughs) And, um, and so I'm interested in a little bit because, you know, I channel too. So I always Mm -hmm. find, oh, I can speak with somebody else who channels. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) So I'm kind of interested if you could share with us a little bit about your experience. Um, how you would describe your channeling, the mechanics of it, like how mm-hmm. deep do you feel you get? Yeah. And how, how yeah. are things flowing with um because it's fairly new. I mean yeah. only a couple of years. <laughs> I mean Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so wild. Um you're right. I had to remember that. Like gosh, really just two years of me like practicing stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. you think like it's, you're taking so long and I'm like, Oh, it's only been (laughs) two years. So come on now. Um, so, um, with my, when I channel, um, it was really just a process of, like I said, I feel like the Reiki was like a gateway, almost like a gateway drug would be like to higher and more impactful, um, ways to channel energy. Mm -hmm. And so, Um, I realized, like I said, that they were always kind of there and, um, that they were the energies that were coming through that were speaking to me and, um, like song and poem. Mm. And then I would just be, um, first channeling either, um, with writing it out or typing it out. And so that's how it first started. I would just write word documents and it was really, it was mostly, It was towards me, but it was towards just the energy of the earth in a way. The programs, they're very much this, they're this collective um, of incredibly loving um, light beings, um, this high frequency. And um, they would come in and they would say, we're the one of many. And I would see them as three blue lights and they would merge together as one and then like separate out. And so I would see them in my waking hours just around me. And how they explained it is that they are just um, a collective. And I feel as though they have stated that I have a vibration within that as well. Obviously I'm working with them, but that there's aspects of me as well. That's within that energy that is working to raise the consciousness of the planet Mm
0: -hmm.
1: by, by holding the highest form of love and light and truth. And so really making sure that I they'll call me out on getting stuck on um, labels
0: because ah,
1: I wanted labels. Yes. where are you at? What dimension? <laughs> what can you do?
0: They tell right. me how
1: this quantum physics work and they really don't they really don't want to like sit there and talk about stuff like that. right. <laughs> it's not really their energy. They're really about why are you asking and what's underneath that that we need to look into. Because um, their frequency is really that comes through me is this, let's get to the core of what we believe or don't believe about ourselves. Like that first stone that's dropped in the middle of, you know, a pond and the the ripples out or the questions I'm asking, I'm asking like, why do I struggle with this? And just give me something like tell me the answer. Right. And they want to look at the original stone that dropped in the middle. Let's look at that nugget because we can go through all the little ripples or we can go straight to the core of what it, what this is. Mm -hmm. And so that's really their perspective is these high vibrational loving energies. um, And for us to anchor that, embody that frequency, not try to leave our bodies Mm -hmm. and then to spread it out. So for me, I don't fully leave My body. Um, I know some channelers kind of go and they're in another, sometimes they see themselves with the other beings um, in another room or they see themselves outside of themselves. What they have shown me is kind of like um, an umbilical cord would be Mm -hmm. in which there's a tube and my energy is going this way and their energy is going this way and we're blending in this like beautiful connection and at first I wanted to really leave I was like oh take over like I (laughs) I can't trust that unless I'm fully out how can I trust myself right and so (laughs) it was a slow understanding that 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 for me isn't what I'm supposed to do that at certain times our energy comes in and I fully feel completely like, uh, I don't know what's coming out of my mouth, which is how it works anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I, they are more and more wanting me to be enmeshed with it and holding that energy and seeing myself as connected to that energy, rather than it being separate from me. Mm -hmm. And so just for my personal makeup, um, of always kind of abdicating over responsibility and power and control to another higher frequency, whether that be your parent, the preacher in the pulpit, the government. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: This time, we're not going to have you step out. You're going to stand beside us and we're going to work together so that you fully, it's all about trusting in yourself um, that, Hey, you don't need to leave the presentation. You're going to be in it with us and different points will come in even more. Yeah. Sometimes I just will feel their energy and how it comes through is I get a rotation here and it's my heart and my throat. And it feels like how I've described it as, you know, when you're in a, like a hot tub or a pool and there's that jet that comes out yeah and if you put your skin against it, it like makes that feeling. feeling on it. yeah That's how it feels right here on my energy. It feels mm-hmm. like there's a jet stream going in a circle where it feels like it's on my physical body, but I know it's not. And that's mm-hmm. how I know that they're wanting to, come in and speak um and yeah sometimes I'm really like my head is moving I'm turning i when I fully let them in my hands are moving and I'm talking yes. and just a slightly different dialect which is interesting. <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> oh that's interesting Layla. Um, <laughs> and they said that's just purely for me
0: okay just
1: purely for you because you needed that difference right to now know. just
0: yeah, yeah that's not me because it's not yeah. you. Yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. They so said we don't need to do it. You don't need that. But right now we're okay. You're okay with that. And that's all right. There's no judgment with that. Um and because they but they always do have a slightly different sound. So depending on um how much or how little I'm letting them in, my voice will change. Mm-hmm. Um and then I've channeled other energies, um, different light beings and energies that when I've gone into meditation, open up my energy and let them come through their vibration is completely different. Um, much more excitable. I felt like the fifth and sit like these other frequencies that said they were from, um, different, um, star races. They are much more, I felt like, ah, like, (laughs) like exciting energy almost. So yeah, for me, it's a really cool experience. And what it feels like is like, I'm holding the reins at first of a, like a horse that just wants to go. And that's yeah. what it feels like. Like I'm holding back and they're like, let go. And then, sh- as soon as I stop fighting my body and I just open my mouth and just allow that stream to come through, then that's when I'm really in the flow and they're just moving. But the hardest part is trusting and letting <laughs> yeah. go of those reins. Like once that happens, you're good. But right. until then, that ego mind and that, uh, but afterwards, it's exhilarating. I'm feeling, I feel charged. Sometimes I have a hard time going to sleep at night because mm-hmm. I've been filled with this frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the people around, usually it's my husband are like, whoa, this is intense. And, you know, <laughs> yes. feels all these, it, it, like he, he says, like a menthol blast will come through in which he's like buzzing with energy. Oh, I and love so, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's really how channeling feels for me and how I move their energy through my body.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm so fascinated. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can relate to so much of your experience completely. Um, so when I, when I channel and I go really deep, what I call advanced physical channeling I do step out, and I'm standing at my shoulder because what was happening in my life, <laughs> I would stop them midstream and ask questions. Yeah, And I'm like, okay, Amy, <laughs> they're here to bring a message through. Just let them talk. Yes. So I kind of like went to the side a little bit. Um, but what they show me is when I'm channeling, I get to see the visions. So it's like mm-hmm. watching a movie that's, you know, like being narrated and yes. so i really enjoy that and every now and then i still will be like okay like in the back of my head you know i'm i'm prompting them okay now talk about i have a question yes <laughs> touch on that subject you know in a moment and it might take a minute but um to to what you're saying like once you just relax and I let it flow through it goes so smooth and for myself it was that regulation because sometimes they speak quickly. Sometimes it feels like they're slow and whatever I'm experiencing behind the scenes. When I come back and watch the recording, I'm like, Oh,
1: yes,
0: (laughs) I thought they were going slow. They actually went really fast or wow. They're actually going at a normal pace, you know, and to me it felt slow. So it's really funny how the time and the, um, Yeah, I would just say, like, the time, there's that differentiating experience between when I'm in another dimensional space and then I come back into this reality and see how it came through into this reality. But um, you just shared so much. I want to ask you, um, because I just was talking about this, a little aspect of it on the last episode about sharing the body with another spirit. And when it is our team, like these high, high vibrational beings of light. And how um, sometimes it can be so much for the physical mm-hmm. body. So did you find that? Like how has your experience been building up to being able to share your body with them? Because you're saying especially like you don't leave. So yeah. And your body is like all lit up and glowing.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with me, with my experience, I would say I I get an exhilaration. I feel supercharged with it, um, with them sharing my energy. Now, I can't, now when I did like mediumship, which was really what taught me how to like um, share my energy, I would really become this person. I would become seven, like six foot tall and I would walk with a limp and I could feel the clothes on my body. Like I was very Mm -hmm. used to feeling energy come in Um, that could drain me. Um, yeah. eventually or dealing with, um, people with, when I was doing Reiki or any um, other energy work, I could be very drained by, um, feeling and sensing and allowing their energy within. Um, cause I feel like I absorbed it actually unknowingly at first with, with my guides and the one of many, i am not necessarily drained by them or needing, um, rest and relaxation. If anything, I really need to ground afterwards. Yeah. And I feel like they've just like almost dosed me a little by little to where yeah. I'm so used to their energy and frequency. Like I always feel them here and I see them around me almost all the time. So I feel like they're always like here. And yeah. so I feel like, um, almost every day I'll have a time where I'll let them kind of come in and I'll just start talking and let them kind of channel through me. And then I'll be like, okay, thanks. I'll write down what they said and then, you know, go on. Cause I still have that kind of awareness. But yeah, no, I feel really good with the channeling. Oh, I love that. Um, I experience. It's, it's a beautiful, like such a loving experience to have them come through. But coming back into the physical body can feel, because it's not, I don't think I'm out, but I'm just, I must be partially out.
0: Or maybe expanded a little bit, like yeah. to the side,
1: part yes. in, part out. <laughs> yes, I would say I'm to the side because then when I come fully back in, I'm like, you know, covering my eyes, mm-hmm. I'm taking a moment, trying to ground my energy back and like, Ooh, okay, here I am. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely still like there. And yes, like you said, I it's the movies playing, their images that they're showing me to, with what they're stating um, and what's coming out. I'm getting visions of other ways to describe it. That's more um, beneficial. So if I was doing a reading for somebody um, after I kind of channel their answer, I'm able to say, this is what I saw. And this is how I yes. see it. they're explaining it. yeah. Um, Cause the concepts can be so kind of high. Um, sometimes it can be kind of confusing. Absolutely. right? It's yeah. like, Oh, thank, thank you for all the information <laughs> you gave me while you were talking because now I can really explain it and a vision and a thought and solidify it for somebody.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the hallmarks of like that you just know you're channeling because, whoa, I would have never put it in that words. I don't even use this words, the grammar, Mm -hmm. the dictation, completely different. And then also like they show you things or the messages are deep, Mm multi-layered, multifaceted. And so it is really nice when we have the understanding of what they they met at the deeper moments of the message that we can then when we come out share that and help ground it in for the listener because yes. it's like you're feeling it you're seeing it and you're understanding and and my team will use words that I don't use and sometimes I've had to look them up in the dictionary I'm like is this even a word yes <laughs> like, <laughs> like wait a minute here yeah <laughs> and a few times when I was channeling um I think it was when I channeled activating the star seed, I looked up something and I was like, that word, does it even make sense in this sentence? And then I would go to the very last definition yes. and I'm like, oh, there we go. Yep, it does. It actually yes. does make sense. So as a channel like that, those experiences really helped me to say, oh, I'm not making this up. It is another being, you know, and, um, and to that, the the way that I feel them come in, that's how I know they're there. Yes. And um, and my the Council of Light, when I channel the Council of Light, they typically have one spokesperson. And for a little while there, one of the guys had a very thick accent Um, And I was like, oh, hi, friend. Like, it was kind of fun because I can't even recreate that. Like, don't even ask me. You know, that's another way that I know. I'm like, I can't. There's no way I could even try and do that. Like, it's just not happening.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. I I completely get you.
0: Yeah. So it it is joyable. It's fun. And and I think that it's here to help bring light and information, wisdom and healing to humanity. And for when you were sharing about your husband, that menthol blast, you know, Mm. that is so – important to to recognize like what is one of the benefits of channeling in such a way versus you know um relay channeling just sitting here eyes open sharing oh i'm hearing this you know kind of a thing that passing it on is that they you and the recipient gets an energetic activation or Mm -hmm. a clearing um some kind of transmission of the light which can really reset their whole Energetic, you know, flow, um, activating the chakras, clearing and purging, releasing yes. stuff out of the aura. So I love how you were sharing that, and I and I'm so happy for you that you have the support of your husband oh. because that's so important, especially yes. in our line of work where it can be questioned quite often. Um, and then he had that experience, so it's like
1: yeah, hey, validating, yeah that. And yeah, you're right. It's a frequency exchange. That's really happening when you're Mm -hmm. channeling. It's not even so much about the words. Um, You realize that somebody's receiving a transmission through the frequency that's being stated. And sometimes the words don't sometimes make sense. You're like, why would you say that? Well, it's a frequency that's wanting to come through. And I think that's a validation as well as that the other person feels this weird shift they're like something happened and I don't know what it is mm-hmm. but it's a frequency exchange and that's where change happens it's the experience not the words it's the experience that they receive
0: exactly exactly yeah. and as you're sharing that I'm thinking you know I'm just thinking back about your path and it, yeah. kind of, it very much like you know our paths are very parallel which I find so fascinating but yeah. <laughs> That you were able to begin in certain spaces. You had your own experiences. And then training with different modalities. And all of it really does support channeling because for channeling, we really need to know our energy. What is ours? What is not? How to regulate it? How to communicate with the energy that we'll be working with? And um, and so all of your experiences prior to that really support it. And it makes sense to me. That's like, okay, girl, you're ready. Now we're going to start channeling. Yeah, there you go. And I too started with uh, energy uh, healing and then the automatic writing, you know, it just Mm -hmm. like builds upon itself. So, um, are you offering, what, what services are you offering right now for others?
1: So I offer, Um, intuitive Reiki. And then I offer um, Akashic readings. And I just opened up um, Akashic readings with Reiki healing. Um, So those sessions are really powerful. Um, In when I'm in the Akashic, I'm really allowing them to just channel. And I think that's what surprises people when they have a reading Um, (laughs) is that I don't know, I, I preface it, but I don't think people fully understand that when my head's moving and I'm turning, I'm saying things it's I'm, I'm in your Akashic, but I'm letting uh, yes. the one of many or my guides or their guides kind of channel through, um, and give them the message. And so there's been time in my um, readings where they're like, Oh, that was so interesting how you said that. And I'm like, Oh, I, I said that. I don't believe <laughs> yeah, I like, tell I me about it. That's interesting. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so <laughs> right now, I was like, they'll say things back. I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Cause I saw this. Um, I'm that's how my channeling is coming through, through my Akashic kind of Reiki healing. And really I say Reiki, but my collective is coming through and helping with energy healing as well. So it's not, I mean, Reiki healing is amazing, but you're also getting based off of what you need and what you're ready for um, and what we're clearing. You're getting other vibrations of energy healing um, coming through. But that's how I'm offering channeling. I am though, just like everything else, I feel myself peeling back the layers of, of comfort and, uh, to move further and just to saying, I'm just going to do a channeling session for you and opening up because it's really yeah. what I'm doing. I'm yeah. just doing it through a different medium to allow myself the comfort of channeling, but telling you something that you can understand a little easier. So Right. That's really what's happening. So I'm hoping to be moving forward with just like channeling yeah. with my other services.
0: Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, it's a gentle um unfolding, you could say. Don't even worry about labels or pushing or forcing. But one yes. day you're going to be like, "Okay, let me just put that up on my website." <laughs> yes. And let it go. Here we go. And voila. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Well, where can our guests find you if they would like to set up a session with you?
1: So I am on Instagram um, at layla.l.taylor. Um, and that's L-A-I-L-A. Everyone wants to spell my name with a Y. And um, then I'm at LaylaLtaylor.com on my website is the two main um, platforms that I utilize to get information out and for people to book sessions.
0: Okay, lovely. And I'll include your links in the show notes.
1: You know, if I could leave with saying anything to Mm -hmm. anyone who feels like they're struggling with, you know, um, anxiety or depression, and they're doing all the things that they can do for themselves medically um, to really take a chance if you're feeling called and drawn to you know, search for energy medicine or having a Reiki session or, you know, having an Akashic reading um, with whoever you feel drawn to, to know that, you know, you, you, you don't have to be consumed with your pain the rest of your life, that there's a time and a place for it. And that there are other people who have gone through it but you've gone through and there's help and assistance out there for you. Just, that's the main thing I want to get through is that it's such a lonely feeling. And I want to be there for people who feel those, have those emotions and then also feel drawn to this other side, this spiritual spirituality and energy medicine that, you know, if it's calling to you, there's a reason that you're getting called to it and to find somebody that you feel comfortable with and to continue what you're doing, if it feels right and to try to add in some other practices, if you feel drawn to it as well.
0: Yeah, that's so important. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Thank you so much for having me, too. This has been wonderful.
0: Oh, it has been such a joy. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much for being with us today on the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. It's a gift, and I'm looking forward to connecting again in the future. Hey, thank you so much for joining the spirit and soul healing podcast. This is Amy Sikarski, and I really hope that you've enjoyed the content shared. If you have any suggestions for episodes or guests to have on, please contact me at the email spirit and soul healing podcast at gmail.com. I'll leave the link below in show notes. And also, I want to share that if you leave a review, I would highly appreciate it as this podcast is just getting flowing and it will help others like yourself to find the podcast so that they can also receive the information and inspiration shared. When you leave a review, you'll automatically be entered to receive a free 30-minute energy therapy session or angels and aura reading. To be sure that I have your contact info and that I can contact you Please send me an email at spirit and soul at gmail.com. For more information, visit the podcast section at amysakarski.com.